Welcome to Bougie Booze, a podcast hosted by a brother and sister from another mister. I'm David. I'm Cam. Thank you for listening as we talk about Black culture, Asian culture, pop culture, culture culture, and quite frankly, anything else we want to talk about. So how are you doing today, boo? I'm good. The weather is changing. I feel energized. It's officially put powder in between your thighs. Season. <laughs> And my people out there with thicker thighs, you guys know what I'm talking about. That's the ultimate hack. So your legs aren't sweaty. So I laughed when I put some powder in my hand this morning and, you know, hit my thighs up. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, I mean, you might have just saved some people who didn't realize you could do that. Yes. And if you want to get fancier, use the medicated powder. (laughs) It has a nice sensation it gets your skin. So the people who have not been powdering have been, you know, they're like, oh, how do I stop people from saying, why does it smell like bacon up in here? Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to smell like bacon. Bacon tastes good, but I don't know if you want to go around smelling like bacon. I mean, if you, I mean it smells good, too, but you don't want to be the bacon. <laughs> well, especially now, too, because it's getting hot. Can you imagine walking around smelling like hot bacon? Well, and that's the thing. It's like uh, it's springtime for us here in Southern California, but it's starting to feel like summer. And if this is a preview of summer, I think we're going to be dead. I was going to say hot girl summer. Yeah. <laughs> Not dead girl. <laughs> but, you know, it's funny because I don't know where all of the, these swallows came from. So I currently have swallows in the community where I live. Mm-hmm. And these swallows are taking over like a hostile takeover. (laughs) I'm reminded of that movie Birds. Uh And I'm just so thankful that these birds are not attacking us. Well, and also uh, there are no more phone booths to run into. So (laughs) you'd be in trouble if you were looking for one. (laughs) S-O-L. Well, my theory is because they're doing some construction in my community. So I don't know if the construction may be kind of upset where the birds were living because now they're just flying everywhere and I see them every morning because my fine neighbor who lives across the street if you guys listened a couple of episodes previously you know about the fine neighbor well he has like five swallows nests on his balcony and every morning when I leave I see him coming in and out of his balcony and I'm like you know even the swallows know he's fine (laughs) They trying to get the view. They try to get the view. They trying to see how they can be down. And I get it, swallows. So, <laughs> so the, the nests in that area are prime real estate. Then. They're prime real estate. And I laugh because my good friend, Talina, who lives down the street, I remember she had a swallow's nest on her house. And yeah, she she did not like that. She said nobody was living in her house rent free. <laughs> <laughs> Not even the birds, not even nature. Not not even the birds. So, and it's interesting because once a swallow builds their nest on your house, Mm -hmm. they come back every season. Mm -hmm. So they kind of just take over. So yeah, I'm currently having a a swallows problem in my community, but you know, they say that when nature is comfortable being around you, like that's a good thing. So when I see the swallows flying all in the air, I just kind of smile and then run in my car. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, you should take the opportunity to dress up like a giant swallow, build a giant nest on your neighbor's tree, get the binoculars. 
that might be considered stocky and they might put me on like a 5150 pole. Um, you, you a swallow. You're not a human. <laughs> That's what I, I identify as a swallow to be closer to my name. <laughs> oh man, but how are you doing today, Boo? What's been I'm up? doing well. Like uh it was, you know what? Uh it was so random to see you, my boo, over the weekend. Yes, that was well, sorry for putting you on blast like that but I kind of yelled your name over the courtyard well it's not so much you yelled my name well I think you did but you first said <laughs> you first said boo <laughs> and I turned immediately like I was like it has to be me <laughs> you're like because I don't know anybody else who would call me boo <laughs> yeah explain to us why were you um at that area I'm not going to put our area on blast because I don't want people trying to you know <laughs> find us but <laughs> um well it, it'd be an honor if they tried to stalk us i guess you know they could dress up as swallows and go outside our house <laughs> don't give these people any ideas <laughs> but no i was there because i wanted to well i was going to have a drink with a friend but i uh the impetus for that was that there's a bar a local bar there um and they were going to have a specific drink that i wanted and it was the last weekend they were going to be making this drink and so my friend actually had introduced it to me and showed me the posts on Instagram. And when I saw, saw it was the last weekend, I was like, I have to get this drink, especially I want to try it. It's interesting. And I got to do it for the gram. Do it <laughs> so, for the gram. Yeah. <laughs> and so I, what was appealing about it was it's, it was actually a Sailor Moon, like the anime based drink. And uh, they called it Moon Prism Power. For those of you who are into Sailor Moon, you know that's one of her uh, power sets as she calls out Moon Prism Power. And when I saw it visually, it's really stunning. There's a picture of Sailor Moon on top of the drink. And I, had, I, I said, I must get this. I saw the picture that you mm -hmm. shared with me and it looked too pretty to drink. But I was curious. So the picture of Sailor Moon that was on top of the drink, mm -hmm. was that actually sugar itself? Or was that like one whole like disc, like sugar disc, and they put on top of the drink? Yeah, I, I believe it was like a, a disc made out of egg whites and sugar, like oh, a meringue. Okay, okay. With her, with her picture on top of it. And then mm -hmm. once they concocted the drink, they put that disc on top. Got and it. then it would kind of slowly infuse itself and melt into the drink. Um, but the drink itself is very tasty. It had another uh, really nice, vibrant, purplish color. And um, it was, like I said, Moon Prism Power. It was made out of Nole's Gin, Butterfly Pea Tea Syrup Infusion, Control, Creme de Violette, Grenadine, Lemon, and Egg White. So yeah, it was, um, it, was, it was a really tasty drink. However, I don't know if it's because I didn't have anything to eat yet or it's just a powerful, strong drink, but mm -hmm. I was a little uh, woozy. <laughs> well, you know this. what they say about gin, right? No, what do they say? Gin makes you sin. Oh, so that's it? why you were oh, feeling no. a little woozy because you had some gin and you was ready to um, do some sinning probably. Well, but thank I God did. you did it. Well, no, I did say in afterwards, I had too many calories. <laughs> For me, that's bad. Well, you know, you can always work them off. So it's well, okay. of course. Well, I mean, uh, I just considered it a cheat day. You know, I, I, I don't want to just hold off on not being able to credit the place, but it's called the lobby. And um, 
you know, but unfortunately, if you're interested in this drink right now, it's not on the menu anymore. There, see, why would you do that? Well, I guess <laughs> have I, our mouths all watering, like, but sorry, you can't get it. But the description of this drink does sound like it's like a springy mm-hmm. drink. So, I mean, I guess making it limited edition does make sense because well, people I'm, will I'm, want it more. Same with the McRib. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, but. Who is eating the McRib? My, there, are, there are McRib fans out there. My ribs have to have bones in them. <laughs> well, that's the thing. It's like, I don't know why, how they get uh, away with calling it a rib because it's not a rib. It's like Salisbury steak. Salisbury <laughs> steak with tangy barbecue. <laughs> yes. But don't get me wrong. I love me a good Salisbury steak. I mean, no shade. No shade. That's the... Good old faithful hungry man meal. Mm-hmm. Salisbury steak, mashed potatoes, green beans. Got to get that uh, nice gravy on the steak and on the potatoes. And that strange dessert crumble. <laughs> <laughs> and you just got to pray that the crumble, <laughs> the sweetness of the crumble does not mix in with your savory foods. Well, if it's for a meal like that, I don't like my food touching. So everything has to be like kind of separated. So mm-hmm. I couldn't even have the crumble on the same plate. I'd be like, can I have a separate plate and a separate fork for the crumble, please? <laughs> well, after eating a meal like that, eating a heavy meal, I mean, you do want to kind of exercise, move around because if not, you're just going to feel heavy. Mm-hmm. So I would recommend going to a place like maybe a South Coast Botanical Garden after you eat a big meal because it is a great place to walk around. And the only reason why I'm saying that is because I just went. And normally, so I really am not like a botanical garden type person, but because of the pandemic, you know, you kind of want to find places that are outdoor. You want to get out and, and have some fresh air. And so, um, it was kind of random how I ended up going to the South Coast Botanical Garden in Palos Verdes. So you know how sometimes when you're hanging out with friends and all of a sudden you just kind of decide on a whim <laughs> to go places? Yeah, it happens. Well, this is what happened. And <laughs> I, I mean, I didn't want to be that person to be like, no, I don't want to go. But I totally had the wrong shoes on to walk around a garden. Oh, and I was no. so salty. I was salty. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to be a team player and I'm going to (laughs) go. But people were looking at me like, why is she wearing fresh white high top Jordans (laughs) at a botanical garden? Yeah. Are you going to get them all dusty? Yeah. But if I would have known ahead of time, then of course I would have worn shoes that I really didn't care about. You you would have wore your stilettos. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) And so the South Coast Botanic Garden for those of you who do not know, it's 87 acres and it's in Palos Verdes Hills. And it's a kind of like an unincorporated area of Los Angeles, California. It has over 150,000 landscape plants and trees and um, a lot of fruit trees. So, and it's particularly rich in plants from Australia. But yeah, so the garden is really nice. It includes um, a water wise garden and then also a rose garden. And then it has. Do they have different color roses, or are they the one color? No, they have. So I, what I saw was pink roses, red roses, and white roses, and they were nicely manicured, 
And what I really enjoyed about the garden is so you can purchase these memberships. I didn't purchase a membership, but there were a lot of people there who you can tell had a membership. And so um, I've seen a couple people in the Rose Garden that had lawn chairs and they were reading books. I saw a couple of families, they were having a picnic. Um, a couple of families, they were kind of off to the side, letting their kids run around. So it's a nice place if you have a lot of little ones and you mm-hmm. want you want the little ones to exert their energy. I would say take them to this botanic garden because there's plenty of area to run around. Just make sure there's no Venus flytraps to get the kids. <laughs> I didn't see a Venus flytrap, <laughs> but you know what I randomly saw that amused me the most? Mm-hmm. It was a squirrel, <laughs> but the squirrel was on a trash can and it was trying to dig in the trash can, but you could tell the squirrel was hesitant because it didn't want to fall in the trash yeah. can. It couldn't get back out. So I kind of waited for like a couple of minutes to see what the squirrel was going to do. And then finally the squirrel just ran off. So. <laughs> He's like, if my arms weren't so stubby, I could get in there. <laughs> but yeah, it was, it was a nice surprise. And then it was interesting because so right outside of the garden, it was a Palos Verdes Estates. So very nice houses, very exclusive. And um, Palos Verdes means green sticks. And so it's a very green area. Mm-hmm. But then maybe just, I would say, a couple of minutes outside of the estates, you have kind of the sketchy part. And it was just interesting to see the difference between the exclusive part and then the non-exclusive part. Well, and that's like, you see that dichotomy everywhere here in Southern California. You've got really, you know, you have Beverly Hills and you drive just a little outside of Beverly Hills and you have poverty. (laughs) Unfortunately. Yeah. The Southern California way. (laughs) For me, the area that I live in, it's a nicer area. But then if you go like a couple miles Mm -hmm. down the street, it's like, oh, okay, this is the other area, even though it's the same, (laughs) same city. Yeah. And I know your area too. And I know what you're talking about, but I think the thing is too, you live in one of the newer tracts of areas and the area you're discussing, they've been there for a while. They're, they're older. (laughs) They even have the different city names, which I think it's funny because they have the signs and I'd never tell people that I live in the different I well, guess, the funny thing, yeah, they try to make it a bougie new name <laughs> to separate themselves from the, the main city. And it's hilarious. I know. So I don't do that. But, <laughs> but uh, speaking of also other uh, outdoor places, I did recently go to Tory Pines. Are you familiar with her, Tory Pines, Boo? I am. I know it's towards San Diego and I know that it's really popular for golf. That is correct. So, um, I took a trip to La Jolla and it was pretty fun. I didn't have that much plan. It was kind of like a whim. Let's just go out and take a drive. And for those of you who don't know, so Torrey Pines is a golf course, the 36 hole municipal golf facility on the West coast. Um, and well, it says San Diego, but it's more La Jolla. So an mm-hmm. area of San Diego. Yeah, it's the Northern extreme part of San Diego. And it sits on the coastal cliffs overlooking the Pacific Ocean. So yeah, it was very... It's a beautiful area. Very pretty. Um, and it's funny because I initially had a very negative attitude. Again. <laughs> <laughs> but see, I, I'm not a negative person, but sometimes I, I do get in my moods. And the only reason why 
I had an attitude is because it was cold that day. Um, I was running behind schedule because I kind of had a schedule in my head what I wanted to do once I figured out what I would be doing. And I invited a friend, right, to hike Tory Pines with me. But of course, that friend was late. <laughs> and so I was running behind schedule and I was hungry. And now you have to hike Tory Pines. And I'm like, great. I had breakfast, but by the time we started hiking, it was too late to have lunch. And so I didn't have lunch. I just had breakfast and dinner that day. So, and you know, when you get hungry and mad, yeah, you get so hangry. Hangry. Yeah. I was hangry and I was cold. And at one point I was like, you know what? Maybe we shouldn't even hike it because it was windy. It was so windy. You can feel like the beach water hitting your face. <laughs> and I don't know what I was thinking, but all I bought was shorts. I didn't bring any long pants. So luckily I had a jacket, but I had shorts on. So again, I was not in the best of moods, but I will say I bared through it and I was happy. I was happy when we finished the hike. Um, it took all of about, I would say the route that we took probably an hour, 20 minutes mm -hmm. and um, to get actually up to the initial hill, it was a pretty steep, steep hill, excuse me. And then once you got up there, you had a choice of different routes you can take. So we um, took some off the path routes and then we took some paved routes and then we went to the beach part, which was fun, but that was a little scary because they had the cliffs and then the cliffs kind of were slippery. And I even went past a sign that showed like, watch out, you might slip and a rock may fall on your head. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you don't want to be one of those people who die trying to take an Instagram photo either. And I, I wasn't that. Like, I was intentional about not trying to get my phone out. I did take pictures just because the view was pretty, mm -hmm. but I wasn't trying to, you know, do it for the gram and all that stuff. Yeah. 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 I was the people just... who put their lives in, at risk to take a photo. That's crazy. <laughs> and then I was laughing because my phone, once I reached the 10,000 steps, my phone had a party for me. <laughs> I do try to make 10,000 steps a day. Sometimes I fall short of that goal, but my phone recognized like she's doing more than 10,000 today. Like it had balloons all on the screen. <laughs> it kept vibrating. It was like hand claps. And I'm like, wow, my phone's really proud of me. <laughs> so I'm, I'm proud of myself though. I've been in my nature bag lately. That's I've been good. enjoying fresh air and looking at plants and, yeah, just trying to slow down a little bit. Sometimes we can get so caught up in emails and text messages and our schedules. And again, I was caught up in the schedule for the day, right? Because I was mm -hmm. off schedule, I was hungry and all this stuff. And I said, you know what? Take a deep breath, start hiking. And then lo and behold, I was happy. Yeah, I mean, nature can do that for you. It's so beautiful to look at. Unfortunately for me, I'm not a nature person. I appreciate the view, but after two minutes, I'm like, okay, I'm ready to go. So <laughs> where will I go? Well, since you were cold, a good, good place to go is where I went, is um, a place called Tasty Pot. Mm. And they do hot, Taiwanese hot pot. And for those of you who are not familiar, um, the hot pot is basically like a broth or soup and they have you could they have a lot of different ingredients and in this case they have individualized kind of pre-made 
uh, pots for you to choose from. So you can get like a beef pot with a bunch of vegetables and things like that, or um, a lamb pot or curry pot. So there's different flavors for everyone's taste. What I decided to get this time was a seafood lobster hot soup pot. And the the main prize of that was they had a big old lobster tail in the middle. Mm, we love I our know. lobster tails. And it wasn't skimpy like the little lobster tails they try to pass off to you at Sizzler or or even Mm-mm. Black Angus. You order the like, I'll I'll pay extra for the lobster, and it's this tiny little piece that looks like a little turd. And you're like, <laughs> what happened to the lobster? Back in the day, Black Angus, that was like the it spot. I can mm. remember my dad taking the whole family there. And we were like, ooh, Black <laughs> Angus. I mean, I'm very fortunate, you know, to have those experiences with my parents and stuff. Mm-hmm. But it was either Black Angus, Red Lobster, and I think El Torito. Those were like the three main restaurants in my area that like when the family went out, that's where we went. Yeah, they're nice areas for family. Yeah. But um, so I had a nice lobster tail in there right in the middle of the soups. Uh, uh, and then well, what else was in the soup was let's see, we had tofu, we had vermicelli noodles, different types of mushroom like enoki and king oyster, shrimp, fish fillet, uh, baby octopus, clam. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then taro, cuttlefish rings and fish balls. So there, I mean, so if you like seafood, this is the pot for you. And uh, some people are like, baby octopus. Yeah, but it's just basically like a little shriveled up tiny version of an octopus, but it's a little baby one. Oh, it's cute. And, <laughs> and it's uh, fried. Well, in this case, it wasn't fried though. Because I've had fried baby octopus. Mm-hmm. And it's delicious. No, this one was like, um, boiled up in the soup. And all it was, shriveled up. His tentacles are all shriveled. Yeah, but it was still <laughs> delicious. Thank you, baby. <laughs> well, that reminds me. Remember when we went to Boiling Point? I do. It was on one of our Asian days. Yes, yeah. uh, when I, I introduced you to Boiling Point, I think. You did. And I will never forget that day. You know why? Why? Because I burned my mouth on the hot <laughs> <laughs> But why did you burn your mouth? Because I was too greedy and I didn't <laughs> let it cool down. <laughs> but it was good, though. And I'm trying to remember, I believe I got beef in mine and mm-hmm. um, the base was mild. Um I think tofu, yeah, tofu was in it because I remember seeing the tofu with the BP on it. Yeah, they brand. the logo that they put on there is on the taro. Taro. But, yeah, but you still well, probably um, had tofu pieces in there. What What's taro? Is that a protein as well? No, it's a root. Um, and it's kind of like, it's a, almost like a potato in a mm, way, but it's okay. a, a root vegetable. And uh, it's got a... a I don't know, a, a strange consistency where it's uh, smooth and textury, mm-hmm. but yeah, that, uh, but it, it it's pretty firm. So it's a good place to put the imprint of their logo. If you go to Boiling Point, they'll put it right there in the middle and you'll see the Boiling Point the logo beep beep. in your bowl. I do remember. And I can remember vividly telling the girl, no egg, <laughs> <laughs> no egg in my pot. No, thank you. But did I give you my egg or something? Or I asked for the egg on the side. I can't remember. I just remember there was, I didn't want it inside my soup. Well, yeah, I think, um, I don't know if that you're talking about boiling point because they don't give you the egg at boiling point. I think you're thinking about the Korean place. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, because then they put the egg on the side if you want to put it in your hot soup. Okay, see, I'm merging the two <laughs> I know there's egg involved somewhere. Yes, and, and I then- know she's not gonna want it. <laughs> 
Well, I'll I'll eat eggs scrambled, but that's or oh, and boiled hard. <laughs> no runny yolks for yeah, me. She but... that's the thing. She doesn't like runny yolk. <laughs> but no shade to those who do. Boo. Yeah, because I, I do. So. <laughs> I know you do. I love cracking into like some kind of dish that has a runny egg, and then once you break that egg yolk and it just spills out onto your food, love it. <laughs> She's making a face. Silence. Like, mm. <laughs> But at boiling point, I do remember that refreshing basil shot that we had after we were done with our meal. Mm-hmm. It kind of cleaned your palate and it was refreshing. Yeah, the, the thing that it could be off-putting to people because it looks like you're drinking tadpoles. <laughs> it did. <laughs> I knew they were basil seeds though. Yeah, they were basil <laughs> seeds, but they look like little tadpoles. You're like, I'm drinking tadpoles. The frog's gonna grow in my tummy. <laughs> So that's why it's like when you try a new restaurant that's something culturally different for you, it's always helpful to go to someone who's had experience or who knows that back, has that background. Mm-hmm. Uh, that way they can explain things to you. Because if you go in blind, I do too, I do that, but and it's adventurous, but I try to read up on things so I'm not uh, thrown off by things. But you can never fully explore a culture without with just reading. You have to actually dive in. Uh, but it's helpful if you have somebody who can guide you through things. So luckily I could tell people I'm with, I'm like, those are not tadpoles. <laughs> well, I confirmed that they were not moving around in the shot. <laughs> so I knew I was not drinking tadpoles. I was like, oh, they're basil seeds. <laughs> yeah. I mean, because, you know, again, I'm Asian, but you never know what you're going to get when you go to these Asian places. <laughs> That's with food in general. That's my theory on it. You really yeah. never know what you're eating. Uh, I'm a firm believer in blessing your food before you eat it, no matter what it is. You weren't there when it was processed in the factory. So. Well, and that's the thing that's strange to me too, because I'm not going to be one of these people. I'm not one of these people, but you know how somebody will enjoy a dish and then you tell them what it is. And they're like, oh my God, I can't believe I ate that. And they're just like, I want to throw up. And for me, I was like, oh, is that what it was? It was delicious. It was good. And I'll have it again. I'm so Mm -hmm. happy that I tried that. But speaking of seafood, I did visit the San Pedro fish market. Are you familiar with the San Pedro fish market? I've heard of it. I don't, I've never been there as an adult. I believe my parents took me when I was younger, but I was too young to remember completely. So you see it a lot on Instagram now because people are always posting like their fish platters that look really delicious. And so I'm like, you know what? Um, I was in the area because I was coming back from Palos Verdes. I was like, let's go to the San Pedro fish market. But when you get there, it's not just one place. It's like a row of different seafood places. Mm -hmm. But the first place that we saw was called the Krusty Crab. (laughs) Was SpongeBob there? (laughs) I looked for him. I didn't see him. But it was the place that I see on Instagram a lot because it had the fish platters and it had the uh, famous like whole fish and then you get like the hot sauce with it. So I was like, okay, this is the place that I want to try. And I had the Cameroon, Camarones, Camarones plate. It's shrimp. Yeah. (laughs) So it, it was shrimp with a lot of onions and peppers. But the thing I was surprised with is the plate came with a whole loaf of garlic bread. And when I say whole loaf of garlic bread, this is like family size. That's what I was going to ask you. Like if you went into the grocery store and you bought a whole loaf of bread for yourself and your family, that's what they gave you? That's what they gave me on top (laughs) 
of the shrimp plate. And the plate just looks very beige. It was not colorful at all because here you have this big giant loaf of garlic bread. And then under that, you have the shrimp and the onions, but the shrimp and onions, it's cooked in like a chili sauce. And so everything just looked like the same color, just merged in. Mm -hmm. And we're taught to eat a colorful plate, right? Because that's supposed to be the healthiest. You want different colors on your plate. So that was the first thing that I noticed. I'm like, wow, this plate's very um, one color looking. And then I was hoping that the flavor would deliver. And it could be possibly it was an off day. I'm not sure. But the flavor was not there for me. It was just kind of like like shrimp and onions. Like I could have made a foam. Well, the thing is, did you have to peel the shrimp or are they already peeled? They're already peeled. Okay, good. So, and I'm thinking that's why the plate was $25. And Well, (laughs) half of that is that stupid piece of bread they gave you. But like, was there enough shrimp to even use that bread? It was, it was hearty. It was a lot of shrimp. But again, I would like the flavor to be a little bit more intense, a little bit more mm. flavorful. Uh, it could be too, because that plates. So me and my friend, we went and my plate was $25, just the shrimp. My friend's plate was $35 and it was a combo plate of a whole fried fish and with shrimp. Mm. And our plate came with a whole bottle of hot sauce that we got to take home. So I'm like, maybe that's like their niche, right? Everybody who goes there gets a free bottle of hot sauce to take home. And it's a San Pedro fish market hot sauce. But even with the hot sauce, the flavor was still lacking. Yeah, that's unfortunate. I mean, you you have to go expecting to pay a little higher because seafood in general, especially market price, you see that in restaurants, MP market price Mm -hmm. ends up being higher. But it's unfortunate when you pay so much and something doesn't deliver. Didn't deliver. And we also had to fight seagulls for our food. They were trying to punk us. I don't you even know. know what it is about ducks. And, and I was going to say, you are fighting birds. <laughs> and our, our listeners are like, okay, ducks, swallows, <laughs> seagulls. Maybe my calling is supposed to be like a bird whisperer or something. I don't know. But yeah, there was a couple of seagulls there like hanging out by us trying to beg us for you know some food and I'm like yeah. I'm not feeding you because I know how it goes I feed one and then a yeah. whole bunch are gonna come these bird beggars are always coming after you <laughs> but you know I, the next thing I don't want to hear how a tale about how you had your head stuck in a pelican you know what <laughs> okay but one time <laughs> thank god that's never happened but one time I went deep sea fishing uh-huh. I caught a pelican oh my goodness yeah and it wasn't intentional, right? Because animals are smart. So these pelicans were hanging out by the boat. And they know that once you drop your bait, they're yeah. going to try to catch the bait before it drops in the water. Well, the pelican that tried to get my bait, well, it got my bait and it got my hook. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so the captain of the boat, thank God for him, he had me reel up my line. And he was so brave because he had to with his hands, make sure the pelican's beak was closed, but then also unhook the pelican. So you can tell that he's done this before. Yeah, I was going to say, you know, it wasn't his first time. (laughs) But seeing a pelican that up close, I was really intimidated. I had no idea that these birds were this size. You know, I was going to say the same first time I saw a pelican was in San Diego. And it blew my mind how big they were. And there were a bunch of them flying over my head. I'm like, please don't scoop me up. I'm, and I, I'm big, but you all big too. So <laughs> it was like, mm, look yeah. at that 
succulent meat down there. No, they're like, look <laughs> at that Korean barbecue. <laughs> Um, <laughs> you're, you're hilarious. <laughs> so the whole loaf of garlic bread, I did not eat that whole loaf there. I ate mm-hmm. one side of it and then I took it home and I made French bread pizza. No, so at least good. I was able to get two meals out of one. So I was like, all right, the $25, you know, at least I'd kind of repurposed the bread. Yeah. Um, well, it's kind of like uh, going to Fisherman's Wharf in San Francisco. It's a little more disappointing than you think it's going to be. Yeah. Because, you know, you, you see the hype about it, but you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, so I will say that IG, personally, I think IG overhypes the San Pedro fish market. Mm-hmm. But then that's the power of social media and that's the power of picture taking, right? Because these pictures can look all glamorous. And yeah. then when you get there, you're like, oh, this is it. <laughs> I mean, I've been fooled by places too, like the the food or the uh, the item that I'm interested in looks amazing, which once you get there, either the item is not as good or the place is janky. <laughs> <laughs> but one place that's not, I went to Duck Donuts. Ooh, Duck Duck Goose. Yeah. <laughs> no, no fagua here. Just, <laughs> they're just called Duck Donuts, but um, they make their donuts to order. But the the way they do that is they basically there's no the base of the donuts the same for every donut. It's not like you can get uh, um, you know one of those yeasty donuts uh, and a variety of those shapes. The only donut they serve is a vanilla cake donut, but that allows you to basically customize your donut with a, a hor- horrendous amount of flavors. Like it's a, it's a lot of different toppings and, and icings to choose from where it's overwhelming if you try to decide to make your own flavors. Mm. So they, luckily they have a list of a bunch of flavors that they've created on their own and you could choose from that. But I did tell uh, the girl who was helping me, the next time I come, I'll have a list of the flavors that I want to create with whatever toppings and, and frostings that they have available mm-hmm. uh, because it would be fun to just try to create my own and they give you that ability and the power to do so. Um, but for that first visit I was overwhelmed and I said no I'm going to go off this list um and there was a lot of interesting flavors that they had on there they had a blueberry pancake which is like a blueberry syrup uh, frosting and some icing and things like that uh, sunrise which was like a lemon strawberry one sand dollar I had and um, wait sand dollars elaborate I want to know how does that sand do- well how do they describe the sand dollar one? I don't know if you had that one. No, I do. The sand dollar, that's the one I actually got for myself because I I did not eat these six donuts because I got a half dozen. I did not eat them all myself. <laughs> I got them for friends of mine too. But the sand dollar, it, um, I quite enjoyed it. It was a vanilla icing, powdered sugar, and shredded coconut. Ooh, so typically I am not a coconut fan, but the icing and the powdered sugar does sound good. And I'm weird because I like coconut flavor, but I don't like the coconut flakes. Itself. But see, what you might like, cause you can do, again, they have a list of things, but something you might like is one, one they call French toast mm-hmm. and it's maple icing, cinnamon sugar and powdered sugar. Okay, that sounds good. Yeah. Cause I love me a good old maple bar with bacon crunched up on top. <laughs> and they have, they have bacon ones too there too. Um, actually they had one called bacon in the sun. <laughs> We just talked about that earlier. <laughs> <laughs> Smelling like bacon. <laughs> but yeah, so again, they have a lot of different flavors and combinations. And it, the other thing that set them apart was their staff is really friendly. Like they walk you through everything. Luckily on the day that I went, it wasn't a lot of people. It was in the middle of the day. 
and on a weekday. I don't know how they would deal with a huge crowd because it takes forever to not, they weren't, I mean, they took a reasonable amount of time to make my six donuts, but I can't imagine how they deal with a line full of people outside waiting mm. and, and how long that might take because they do make the, each one to order. And like the, the young lady who made my donuts, I was calling her like a donut artist because she's making them right in front of me because you can watch. And she's dipping the donuts, putting on the toppings, making them look really as pretty as she can. So I enjoyed that. And then uh, their interactions were really nice. So the staff was really friendly. And actually, you'll see that on their Yelp. People talk about how friendly they are. She was a donista. Yeah, basically. <laughs> <laughs> it's a new title, a donut artist. So well, that sounds delicious. Well, yeah, thank I you for give it a try because it's uh it's it, it's don't, duck donuts and they're located in Victoria Gardens in Rancho Cucamonga. Nice. I'll have to add that to my list. You know, something that I have to confirm. Well, I don't know if it's true or not, but I heard from a friend of mine that they saw Justin Bieber at Victoria Gardens like years ago. Mm -hmm. And apparently, I don't know, either he knows somebody or has a, had a house in the area. I was like, is that true? But anyway, that'd be interesting to see Justin Bieber over there hanging out. He lives like right across the street in the condos. <laughs> it's like, Justin, you live here the whole time? It's his getaway. <laughs> Well, it would be unassuming. It right? would be. It would be. And still a nice area. Mm -hmm. um, I did not have donuts, but I did visit this place called Kava. Mm -hmm. And I would say that it's kind of like a Greek style Chipotle in a sense where, you know, Chipotle has a line where you pick your ingredients for your okay. entree. So just go down the line. Mm hmm. And uh, what I ordered there, which was very good, which I recommend. And I'm not sure if there's um, a Kava here in the Inland Empire, the one I went to was in La Jolla. And I got the spicy lamb meatball pita. So you know us and our different meats. So when <laughs> I saw a lamb, I was like, yep, I want the lamb. Yeah. <laughs> and so what the pita consisted of was hummus and the meatballs were ground lamb, harissa, cilantro, pickled onions, crumbled feta, tomato and cucumber salad, Garlic and Greek vinaigrette dressings. Doesn't that sound just so refreshing? That sounds really, yeah, I was going to say healthy, refreshing, and yummy. It was so good. And then I got a side of pita chips, and then I felt bad because really it was just fried bread. <laughs> <laughs> but, but did I eat them? Yes, I did. You sure did. <laughs> and I was laughing at myself because I was like, I'm going to sit outside, and I'm going to enjoy this fresh air. Boo. Again, these birds. <laughs> oh, no. This time it was little black birds. And the, these birds are so Why scary. they gotta be black? No, no. <laughs> Maybe they was like, sister. <laughs> Help us out. <laughs> but they were like whistling. They would whistle and then I would look and then they would look at me. So they knew what they were doing. Again, animals are very smart, but I did not want to feed any birds because I didn't want their whole posse coming to attack my food mm -hmm. <laughs> when I was eating and out here I think and I'm all cute you know sitting outside of kava the sun is shining and I had a cute outfit on cute casual outfit just fitted jeans a DMX shirt rest in peace DMX and brown sandals you know enjoying my pita wrap and I just randomly look at this gentleman he was a handsome black man and he kind of smiles at me and I smile at him, but it was nothing weird or, or anything. Then I look down 
all of the vinaigrette dressing <laughs> was dripping out of the pita into my pants. Oh no. And that's probably why the man looked at me. He thought it was like, does she know she looks a mess right now? <laughs> Thankfully, most of the dressing was on the jeans and my jeans were a darker blue. I got one drop of dressing on my DMX shirt and it didn't really mess up DMX's face. It was just kind of on the side, but it was on the white part. And of course the dressing had to be green. <laughs> I had to go the, I had to go the rest of the day with this like subtle little green spot on my DMX shirt. Luckily, my jeans, I had water, so I put water on a napkin and I was rubbing vigorously to try to get the green vinaigrette dressing out. But here I am thinking I'm looking cute and smiling at people and I'm covered. Oh my gosh. In Greek and vinaigrette dressing. <laughs> Well, if it was all over you, you would have lost your mind up in here, up in here. Hey, <laughs> make me lose my mind. Yeah. So thank God I didn't lose my mind, but I was embarrassed. I'm like, Jesus. I know. Could you imagine you're thinking, oh, he's looking at me because maybe he thinks I'm cute. And oh, he just saw the sauce <laughs> dripping all over me. <laughs> I was looking at me like, girl, what are you doing? It's like, dang, she hungry. <laughs> Yes, if you are ever in the La Jolla area, uh, please check out Cava. I have not seen one here in the Inland Empire, but I can really see that restaurant growing because it's a good concept and the food was really fresh. It kind of reminded me of a Daphne's. Are you familiar with Daphne's? I like, do, yeah, I recall yeah. Daphne's. Except Cava uh, did not have, I didn't see rice as a menu option. Mm -hmm. But so I, I, I believe they have Cava in Orange County as well. Mm -hmm. So they, it looks like they're hitting those demographics that like um, that would be drawn to that kind of healthier, fast, casual food. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure if the IE would be. <laughs> but you know what? There's the opportunity. There is. People on the IE like to eat healthy too. So yeah, but actually, they, the only for a couple of years and they closed down because some of, some of the places uh, I know of have closed down. Some of the uh, vegan places. Uh, they gave it a try. <laughs> well, Victoria Gardens actually would be an ideal location for Kava, I think, if they ever wanted to try to expand to the IE. So, and then after Kava, it seems like we have been doing a lot of eating. <laughs> I know that everyone's like, dang, all these two do is eat. That's like food, food, food. Well, and we went to the recess room together. I was so excited. Yeah, might as well culminate our culinary journey <laughs> with the outing that we did together. <laughs> there was a, a boo dinner date, a business meeting. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will say we were um, dressed like business casual. Well, I mean, we tend to dress anyway, mm -hmm. so. but it's true. Yeah, so we went out to the recess room in Fountain Valley, and I had heard a lot about them in the sense that the main draw for me was this bone marrow dish that they had, and emphasis on had. Um, I was so sad for you. <laughs> because, you know, I, honestly, I had forgotten that's what I wanted. Uh, that's what the draw for me was. And I was, you know, I was looking at the menu. I was kind of underwhelmed with the menu. I thought, why did I pick this place? Because there, there must have been some reason. And 
a table got seated next to us and the gentleman there asked about the bone marrow and I, it clicked with me. That's why I came here. And then the, unfortunately the waitress had told him, the server said, we don't have that item any longer. Aww. And I said, oh no, but this is why I came, even though I forgot, but now I was reminded. But um, you know, we made the best of it and, and we selected some dishes that were hit and miss, but we still had a good time. Of course. I mean, whenever we're together, we are going to make it a good time. Uh, the drink that I had, which I thought I was not going to like, but surprisingly, it was pretty good. It was called the penicillin because mm -hmm. <laughs> I needed me some medicine. <laughs> <laughs> but what was in it was uh, scotch, lemon, honey, house ginger syrup, and scotch mist. And what drawn me to that drink, because I do like the lemon, honey, and the ginger flavors. So I was like, mm, I'm going to try that. And typically, I am not a scotch drinker. Um, I do associate scotch with older men. <laughs> and I'm not that. <laughs> so uh, it was really good. I was surprised. And I'm happy I, I picked that. And it had a really nice piece of candied ginger on the top, mm -hmm. which was really good. And ginger helps to settle my stomach. and so. I'm happy that I chose that drink. So it really was like penicillin. <laughs> it was. It, it helped me out. <laughs> well, I had the acute dragon, not like a cute, but acute. It was word. a cute drink, though. But it was a cute drink. Yeah. So it was aptly named. And well, you know, what's funny is I know our server, well, not our server, but some people may think like I ordered the manly drink, uh -huh. then you ordered. <laughs> You know, that's the thing, the gender association, typical, one would think a female drink and a male drink, and one would think I had the penicillin and you had the acute dragon, but it was the other way around. No, this girl took down some scotch. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like scotch, so, but what was in the acute dragon, uh, the main draw for me is it had dragon fruit in it, but it was also rum, tequila, lime, and pineapple, so very tropical flavors. Mm -hmm. And it actually was very refreshing, and it was a pretty drink to look at, colorful and vibrant as well. Uh, so uh, I don't drink much, but from what you can tell, you can pr pretty much grab me with pretty drinks. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, your drink did look pretty. And I will say we only did the one drink, and after mm -hmm. that, we were like water. But I was laughing because... The, their water had one random slice of cucumber floating in. Yeah. <laughs> Just I, one. <laughs> you're used to lemon at a restaurant, but they had one cucumber, which I had to immediately scoop out because I don't like cucumber infused water. So I like, I don't want the rest of my water tasting like that. It just looks so random because it's just one little tiny shriveled up cucumber. At least <laughs> make it a couple. <laughs> I and mean, I remember we started with the chicken liver toast mm -hmm. and that was delicious so yes. chicken liver shout out to my nanny who is no longer with us but she used to make liver and onions and I used to grub on liver and it wasn't <laughs> chicken liver it was, it was beef liver but it was good I liked it so livers and things like that they don't turn me off because I grew up eating those types of foods you're one of the rare people because once you say liver to people, they think of that grainy texture. They're like, yeah. ew. But that's beef liver, like you said. The chicken liver that they turned into a nice, basically mousse type consistency. And it was a pate. Mm -hmm. And then along with that, uh, on a piece of uh, grilled bread, there was candied kumquat, pickled mustard seeds, salt, microgreens. So it was a really nice uh, packaged flavor bomb. I was 
a little sad because I know we split it, but uh-huh. if I had a whole piece of chicken liver toast to myself, I would have been happy too. <laughs> <laughs> we we could have ordered another one. <laughs> no, because we had a lot more items coming out. And so I didn't want to be greedy, but it was really good. I enjoyed the savoriness of it. And then yeah. also the texture because you had the crunchy hard bread and then the mm. smooth liver pate. It was yeah. really good. And then that had sweet and savory notes because uh, you know you had that kumquat on there. So provide a little bit of that sweetness to that savoriness of the that pate and the chicken liver. And so, yeah, everything just like the textures melted into your mouth to form just this one nice flavor that just kind of melted into your tongue and gently slid down your throat. <laughs> getting all sensual in here. Now now that I'm thinking about it, I want another chicken liver toast. It was good. I will say my taste buds were happy. And then the second item that we had, Mm -hmm. so it was the mussels. Yes, the mussels Mm marinier. They were really good. They were savory as well. Yeah, I mean, there was uh, a creme fraiche in there, which I enjoy, and then garlic white wine, which is typical with mussels. But uh, the thing that's made the dish stand out, I don't know if you noticed, was that heart-shaped bread. They they cut some couple pieces of bread and try to form like a heart in there. Well, it was cute. Are you going to put the picture up on our IG? I sure will. I'll, po- I'll post our meal, our recess room <laughs> meal on IG, along with the, the Sailor Moon drink, because I'm sure everybody was like, I need to know what that looked like. <laughs> well, and the mussels... They were, they're good. I would say I prefer the chicken liver toast over the mussels, but boo, were you looking at me like I was crazy? Cause I was using the toast to sop up the <laughs> muscle juice. No, I didn't look at you like that because I already knew that's something you would do. <laughs> Cause you know, I'm a sauce person. <laughs> a sauce person. I know she's a sopper. She sops up stuff. <laughs> I'm like, this, this sauce is too good to go to waste. Mm-hmm. So I use that toast to stop it up. <laughs> and then before our meals came out, we still had the truffle mac and cheese. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think you kind of commented too. It's like, it was okay, but it was underwhelming in a way that we've had more flavorful mac and cheeses. We have. I will say with the uh, mac and cheese, my favorite part was the cheese pool because uh-huh. I am a cheese pool freak and it yeah. had that cheese pool. It did but, have a good cheese pool. But the flavor was underwhelming. Mm-hmm. But then we had our mains. Well, by the time by the time the mains came out, we had tasted all this other food and I wasn't full, but I wasn't hungry either. I was at that odd kind of in between. So which is why for the main, I ordered a wedge Caesar salad with jumbo prawns on top. And it was good. It was just uh, two big hearts of it wasn't like hearts of palm or something. Oh, romaine, 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 yeah, romaine, two large uh, wedges of romaine. And then it had freshly shaved Asiago cheese, a lot of cheese. And I'm a cheese person, love cheese. So could appreciate the fact that they hooked me up with the Asiago cheese and Caesar salad. I mean, Caesar dressing, excuse me, which you can tell they made in house. And what's funny about Caesar dressing. So I know anchovies are in Caesar dressings along with lemon and along with egg yolk and just to see it made (laughs) just to see it made I'm grossed out but I know the acidity of the lemon cooks Cooks the egg yolk yeah Mm -hmm. and then the sardines or or is it sardines 
I think sardines, right? Or in um, Caesar's dressing? Uh, was it anchovies or sardines? Anchovies, there you go. I was like, wait, what did I just say? <laughs> but the an anchovies, I know that they're really chocolatey, fined up or finely chopped. <laughs> I'm tripping today. Finely chopped. And so you can't really see chunks of anchovies. But their dressing was really good. It wasn't too salty, it had a nice balance. And then freshly cracked pepper on the top. Um, I will say that the shrimp could have been seasoned a little bit more, but I could appreciate that the shrimp were jumbo. Mm -hmm. They were huge. Well, your story about the cheese, you're a cheese person, reminded me uh, of a student who just recently told me how she gets embarrassed when she goes to Cheesecake Factory because when she orders her pasta, you know how they come out with a cheese uh, grinder and they say, tell me when? She never says that. And she doesn't say when. <laughs> and she's like, I'm, and she'll look up at the server and say, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I, I want more cheese. And one time the server ran out of cheese in the grinder <laughs> And, and she didn't feel like there was enough cheese on there, but um, the service said, I can go back to the kitchen and get some more cheese and say, no, it's okay. But inside she was like, I really wanted more cheese. I mean, if you're paying for it. Well, that's what I said, girl, don't be embarrassed. I'm sure they're so used to people doing that. Like, exactly. You know, people eating an unhealthy amount of cheese on their pasta. And I, I get her affinity for cheese because when I was younger, I was that kid who would go in the refrigerator and bite off chunks of cheese from the block <laughs> and then I suffered from constipation issues because <laughs> I love cheese so much luckily I have weaned myself off of it but I still am a cheese fan so. but did you like your main course at recess room I enjoyed it in terms of flavor wise uh but it was not a very pretty dish to look at I remember it looked very brown yes I had the wild isle salmon uh, and the salmon itself wasn't pink, it was brown, but it, 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 it was well cooked. The texture of the salmon was good and then it had burnt carrots and you think burnt carrots, but actually were, the ends were burnt good. Yeah, uh, <laughs> chimichurri, duck fat, fingerling potatoes. I enjoyed those the most probably on the dish. Mm -hmm. um, but you know, again, it wasn't anything to write home about kind of thing, um, but it wasn't offensive either. I think our uh, appetizers and the items that we had before our mains, they were yeah. better than our, our main entree. But I, I still agree. enjoyed, I enjoyed the experience and I was with my boo. Yeah, that so, was the fun part. Yes. Well, now that we have uh, been fatties. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think, it's not like that's going to change, but you know. <laughs> well, now I'm reminded I need to go and exercise. So once we log off this call, I may go and, and do some laps or something because yes, we have been eating a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Just go on to... another hike where you're salty. <laughs> there you Well, this time I'm going to try to be happy. Yes. But at the end of the hike, I was not salty. You were happy, that's true. Yes. So well till next time, booze. Be bougie. <laughs> and remember, you ain't got to be bougie if you stay bougie. Bye. Bye.